What I want to know is how can you force yourself back into sleep if, if you wake up, right? And this is, this is something that I tried to figure out for such a long time, as I mentioned. And I think I might have hacked it. Well, at least just for me. But maybe, <laughs> and, and I think I'll include this as my tip. Maybe you guys can go and try it out. But this is something that, that has really taken me a long time to find the right combination. And I sort of had like one piece of the puzzle and it sort of worked for me sometimes and at other times it didn't work for me. And then recently I found two other pieces of the puzzle that just gelled perfectly with the third piece that I was holding the whole time. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover, but also reach your ultimate goals. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Real Life Tips podcast, episode number 35. I'm your host, Mono. You're joined by Leon as usual. Welcome, everyone. Get comfortable. This is going to be another hour of insightful news. Hopefully not news. Maybe just something that we've all experienced, we've all heard of. Maybe you are suffering from this right now. And we're just here to shed a bit more light, um, give you a little bit of information, maybe some empowering tools or something in order to deal with this if you are going through this i take a bit every single one of us at some point in our lives have gone through this at the moment i would say i've got a small case of it i think there's a lot of anxiety mm -hmm. there's a lot of things happening in the world at the moment that's obviously making us um, anxious maybe negative and maybe just playing around with our minds and we're constantly sitting and you know, working through life and figuring out where you're going to be in a couple of years. Is everything going to be okay? Are the kids going to be fine? All this stuff. Um, but I'm being vague, man. Just lead us in already, you know. So what am I actually talking about? Are we talking about COVID again? Or what are we talking about this time? Nothing about COVID. We might actually just touch a little bit on that tonight. But as, as you mentioned, you know, we're all dealing with this problem. Or at least at some point in our lives, we've dealt with this. And tonight, it's all about the importance of sleep and how to deal with insomnia. Mm. Now, you know, there's various degrees that we'll explore in this episode here tonight. I think it's an extremely exciting one for me because I've dealt with this in the past. And yeah. it's sort of become my life mission to find a fix for this. <laughs> and I've been, yes. I've been dealing with that for maybe the last five years, like hyper-focused on how to solve this problem because... I absolutely hate it when I get into bed. I know I'm tired. I know that it's been a rough day. I know I've got a crazy day coming up tomorrow. Just and there's just nothing. Off. Yeah, there's nothing mm. I can do to switch off. There's nothing I can do to try and force myself into sleep or into deep sleep or anything. Like I, you know, I've tried so many different things. Mm. And there might be some really cool hacks here that I can share from my personal life experience. But as always, it's the Real Life Tips podcast. So... We will bring in some really great research. We're going to bring this in from two different angles, right? So we're going to have a look at three different types of insomnia. Now, I didn't know this. Uh, I didn't mm. know these different degrees or different types. I thought insomnia is insomnia and some people just have it wor worse than others, right? Yep, yep. But tonight, we're specifically going to have a look at the research. We're going, to, we're going to have a look at the three types of insomnia. We're also going to have a look at it from the angle of what what is the importance of our internal or our body clocks and why does this play such a key or crucial role and how does that actually impact our sleep patterns and you know based on the type of 
body clock that we've developed over an extended period of time. So I think some really, really insightful mm. things coming mm. your way. Leon, it's going to be absolutely great looking into the research, sharing some amazing tips again at the end of this episode. So if you guys are joining us, if you're brand new to the show, welcome, sit back. This is going to be a great one because it's going to help you deal with your sleep issues or at least to some degree shed some insight as to why those issues exist. See, I've got a very bad love-hate relationship with this topic and I've had that relationship my entire life as far as I can remember like at least from my teenage years and I am probably the worst example (laughs) of how you should look at sleep (laughs) in your life um I have I I have the worst uh sleep habits (laughs) and the funny thing is I've done it for so long I've kind of learned how to cope with it and I don't think anyone knows it about me unless they know me well enough to know that (laughs) I don't have any real good sleep habits or anything like that. And I know that what I do in my daily life is absolutely backwards and wrong. Mm -hmm. And I do not get the best out of my, let's say, you know, cognitive capability in a day, probably due to the fact of a lack of sleep. But I've just got this really love-hate relationship with sleep. I completely understand the facts. I know the reading. I know mm-hmm. a lot about why it's important to spend a third of your life wasted away <laughs> <laughs> wasted. in a bed, sleeping it away, just like burning through it. And that's the thing. Like That's why I've got that hate relationship with it. And you know how many times on this show have I talked about how important time is to me and what I can Mm -hmm. do with my time. Hence Mm -hmm. the reason I've got this hate for sleep for its practical purposes. Um, I I would much rather just be completely awake permanently and have that as the normal. So I'm like the worst model case of what sleep should look like. So this episode is purely for me. (laughs) (laughs) I totally agree with you. And I think the one thing that that pointed that out to me was you're so proud of it. Um, When we first spoke of this, when we first brought up this topic, is you're so proud of it. You're like, you know what, man? Like, I can go to bed at 2 a.m. I'll be up at 6. I'll be busy and all that stuff. And it doesn't affect my life at all. Uh, But there was something, Mm. some really, really interesting stuff that I came across that I actually forwarded onto you a couple of months, maybe even almost a year ago when we had this chat about it and just the importance of sleep alone and how much that sort of snowballs and it it has a, yep. it has an adverse effect on your life and and we <laughs> and it's it's funny that I you say that because yeah exactly and it's it's funny that you mentioned that because the most important thing to you is your time and the more time you have the more things you can get done and I fully agree with you on that but here's the different here's a different perspective on that right is how productive will that time be if you're not well rested and there's yeah. there's so much research behind this so so many studies that have actually proven this and there's a reason for this whole like eight hours average right on sleep and i think we've touched mm-hmm. on this a little bit mm-hmm. in the past but one of the main things that happens and and this is according to research studies that have been done in the past is they've proven that sleep is important not just for you to consume new knowledge right for you to be well rested and you know, sort of have the ability to absorb new knowledge, but it's also extremely important for you to cement down any sort of knowledge that you have consumed during that day. 
Um, oh, and and I think that that is important because it's weird how our minds work, don't you think? The fact that you can you come across all these different interactions with people and and conversations and read things and and listen to new things, absorb a ton of information on a daily basis. Not necessarily knowledge, but just information. And at some point in your mm. life. You have to sort of sort it join out. the context with the content, right? So it, it sort of needs to, yeah, exactly, sort itself out and like link it up with pre-existing content, the new context mm. that you've just applied to that. And you've mentioned this in the past, and this is quite interesting, the fact that you actually believe in the fact of absorb as much as you can and eventually your your knowledge will expand, right? And you've mentioned this, especially yeah. I think in the, the Leaders or Readers episode that we did quite a while back where you read as many books as you can so that you can consume as much information as possible. And then eventually just more and more of that stuff will eventually stick. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And so so sleep is important, man. Like I don't understand that, but I will, we'll have a look at, at, at some of the, some of the deep dive information of this. But the point is, I think we all understand that sleep is important. Mm, It is. What we don't understand is why do we struggle to fall asleep if it's just for basic stuff, like you can be well-rested or feel okay and have a decent day and you get into mm. bed and you just cannot fall asleep or you do and you wake up in the middle of the night. And I think that's going to be a really insightful yeah. exploration well, for us. Tonight. I mean, randomly waking up as well as just lying in bed and not getting tired enough to actually fade away. I yeah. think that's the worst. Like I can watch minutes tick by some nights, you know, yeah. and yeah, that's what that's actually what we're going to talk about is this thing called insomnia. And I mean, like you mentioned, and I also didn't know that you get three different stages, I would say, of insomnia. I just knew, you know, from talking to people, and you always get guys that say that they've got insomnia and all this. And, you know, some of them kind of, I don't think they know exactly what it means. They just think because they had a bad night's sleep, maybe they call it insomnia. But insomnia is obviously not just one night of bad rest. Mm. This is the concept of having repeated occurrences of not being able to fall asleep and not being able to shut out, let's say, whatever is keeping you awake. Mm. And you get three different types. And they actually, I would rather say they're exactly the same type, but just different severity levels, right? So you've got acute insomnia, which is insomnia that is quite bad. It lasts up to one month long. So, um, yeah, they usually refer to it as adjustment insomnia. So this is something that happens where, I don't know, something in your life changed um, quite drastically. Maybe a new job or a deadline of, of a project or something that's quite ongoing. That's mm-hmm. keeping your brain like occupied and stressed and awake and you worry about, you're busy like fixing the problem in your head permanently. I've had this definitely, but um, the next one is very applicable to me, which is transient insomnia. This is where you get insomnia, but it lasts for less than a week. So it's maybe like several nights in Mm. concurrence, Um, but this could be caused by something very severe that happened uh, that week that's keeping you awake, that's going to get like the deadlines close or the fix or the resolution to that might be near. But um, it's keeping you awake. It could even be excitement sometimes. I mean, have mm. you tried to fall asleep the day before you go on holiday? <laughs> so it could be anything that's just occupying your mind. And then I really feel for this. It's the chronic insomnians mm. <laughs> or chronic mm-hmm. insomnia uh, where it lasts, you could say, almost permanently. But they say more than a month. So I, I, I would assume that it's people that struggle with this on the like 
regular. Um, and this is not short term. It doesn't go away. It comes in waves. It doesn't necessarily mean it's every night, but it's something that happens very regularly, more often than not. And you just really don't find it easy to fall asleep. And this will be something that's usually associated with something chronically medical that might be out of sorts with you, mm. as well as obviously some psychiatric conditions and things like that, that might need proper treatment from a doc or a you know, a psychiatrist or a psychologist, someone that can actually properly figure out the root cause. So I do feel, I really feel for these guys. I can imagine like as much as I don't enjoy sleeping or the concept of why we need to sleep, yeah. um, I can imagine if I couldn't get my sleep when I'm really tired, how bad and how terrible I'll feel. Yeah, so yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, I really didn't know the three different splits, but it kind of makes sense that you get different severities. It's it's crazy. And I think it's it's so frustrating i've i've been in those situations and when when you when you mentioned the the transient i think it's transient one the second one mm -hmm. i think that's sort of the the more generalized one that that we're talking about right so of, of course i think there are acute cases where where people are you know, just have gone through an immense amount of stress or you know maybe a massive life change or something happening in their lives that has impacted their sleep patterns mm. on an ongoing basis for a prolonged time you said it was something like what one month acute the first one yeah yeah that's uh, less than a month less than a month transients yeah. less than a week and then obviously chronic could be any length of time more than a pretty month. crazy yeah i think yeah. the transient one definitely resonates i think i've i've been through and it's not like it's always it's not like a whole week or something some it's it's on and it's off right so like mm. some weeks are, i'm good like some weeks i can sleep through straight no issues get into bed fall asleep but i feel like there's more and more nights popping up that mm. you actually end up struggling to fall asleep and i True. don't know if it's because life is getting busier or if the pandemic has some sort of play in this as well because mm. of nice. the, the built-up anxiety or something i don't know or if it's the fact that we're not as active as we used to be you know, back in the day when we actually left the house on an ongoing basis, constantly interacted with people as well. So I feel like that might actually play a little bit of a role in here as well. Yeah, I think something that I've realized specifically for myself. Now, obviously, we are all going through the pandemic and that's added stress and stuff. And stress is something else that takes up time in your day, right? It yeah. takes up time. It eats away on your energy levels. And the problem is that I've found as life has just gotten more and more hectic for me for various reasons, not just the pandemic, of course, work related, mm -hmm. career related, kids, etc. I don't find enough time in the day to sort everything for the day out necessarily. Yeah. So I usually have stuff that I've kind of put on pause or on hold creep up to me at night when I want to fall asleep and then oh yes I need to remember yeah. I still didn't get to this I still didn't sort this out I must still take the car for a service I still need yeah. to sort out the drain pipe or whatever you know what I mean like mm -hmm. all the stuff that you now don't have sufficient time for because you've got not only work now you've got um, you know the pandemic and all the stress around that eating away at your time your energy your thoughts everything mm. and and mm. a lot of people don't think of it like that it's not just the pandemic it's it's literally impacting everyone in very different subtle ways that you don't see. And that could be a reason for me because I've definitely seen an increase in some levels of insomnia during the pandemic and specifically 
during times where I know I'm not necessarily feeling super stressed right now, or I mm. don't have a specific deadline that I need to make. I don't have like the walls are not caving in at the moment. I just can't fall asleep for the last week, and I don't really know why. Maybe yeah. it's a buildup or a snowball, like you ex like you explained before, of other feelings, other things that I haven't gotten to do because I've been putting it off or whatever that then starts haunting me. Um, and it's frustrating because for me that already sleep very little and only when really forced to do so, when I do go and sleep, I am super tired. I do need my sleep because yeah. I've probably squeezed, you know, on regular days, 18 hours out of a day and some days 20 hours out of a day. When I get that four hours of sleep, I really do need yeah. it. There is one other thing that I want to explore here, Leon, and I think we, we, we touched on it just before our episode here today. We had a brief discussion about this. And maybe mm -hmm. you want to share a little bit more insight. But you did mention that there's some interesting research around medical conditions causing insomnia as well mm -hmm. as the other way around. That insomnia could actually lead to certain medical conditions or yeah. adverse effects of health, right? Maybe you want to share a little bit more on that as well. I want to really understand that because... That sounds extremely important to me. If this can affect my physical health, then I want to know about that. No, well. definitely. So it's quite important to understand why insomnia happens, right? Because as much as we think, um, or I just mentioned that some, t some nights it feels like there's no reason for it. That is true as well. Um, mm. That could just be your mind racing and stuff like that. Um, but there's usually a couple of things that brings on insomnia and some of them might be medical. And the cool thing about most medical things is obviously you can treat it, right? So you can get some help or get some medication or something like that. But the basic things um, that you need to look out for if you are experiencing uh, insomnia, so not necessarily medical, is you need to obviously always make sure that um, there's no stress current, currently going on in your life. If that's a factor, that could be the reason. Mm. Um, excessive noise and light or changing of location of where you sleep, your pillows, obviously your environment that you sleep in. If anything changed severely, that could be a reason. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the normal stuff that brings on stress like deadlines and uh, a new job or taking your kids to a new school or a divorce. Well, I, I don't think you can actually get away from that. <laughs> mm. No, I mean, there like, is. How do we yeah. break away from stress, right? So it's like something that I suppose will always sort of affect our sleeping patterns. We just 100%. need to find better ways of coping with it. 100%. So those are basically things that you can't really do much about unless it's environmental, right? Then obviously yeah. try and figure it out. Yeah. Um, but you could also have some underlying medical conditions. And I actually think I fit a few of these. So obviously nasal blockages, sinus allergies. I think everyone listening to the show knows that I've got a bit of a nasal issue. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I've, I've grown up with it, you know, and it could mm. be that now that I'm a bit older and also a little, little bit more fuller, or big boned it's not fat um <laughs> that it's obviously a little bit pronounced um acid reflux that's also something that started turning up in my 30s i never knew what people were going on about but i do have some of that uh thyroid disease no idea what that is uh sorry for those of you that might have it but that is apparently also something that can affect sleep badly obviously chronic pain i can imagine uh, that that would be something. And then obstructive sleep apnea, which apparently is another uh, issue that I might have. Um, 
So maybe mm-hmm. that's the reason for me. But definitely, you know, there's a lot of medication and stuff that plays a role as well. So I know, for example, my father uses blood pressure tablets and that can also bring on stuff like that and anti-epileptic medication and drugs that helps to prevent seizures. Apparently, mm. that can help. Antihistamines, and this is interesting because I usually take my antihistamines at night so that I don't get a cloggy nose. Mm. But apparently, a lot of antihistamines can start actually keeping you up at night. So I might want to have a look at that. Um, crazy yeah there's there's one funny thing (laughs) the fact that you pointed out that you're big boned and this is this this might just be an observation or just an opinion it's not a medical diagnosis but if if you have a look at it from from some of the research that i've done in the past something extremely interesting came out of this is that Mm -hmm. there's actually two hormones that play a vital role in terms of you know that sleep plays a vital role in right and Mm -hmm. i can't remember the exact names it's something like uh the one is like leptin and the other one is like ghrelin or something like this right but the, it's weird but Sounds made the, up, man, basically <laughs> no 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 but listen to how interesting this is hey the one basically tells you when you eat something that you're full okay that you okay you've, you've i don't have that appetite one and all that stuff, all. okay no no <laughs> the <laughs> other one tells you the opposite of that right it tells you when you're hungry mm. Now, what happens when you have a lack of sleep, and this is pretty crazy, and this this probably points to not your weight issue, I don't want to call it that, right? But your big boneness, right? <laughs> My unique and the physique. fact and the fact you yes. And the fact that you don't enjoy well, not don't enjoy sleep, but the fact that you don't get enough sleep or you pride yourself in five hours sleep or six hours sleep only, right? So there's actually some studies that have been done in the past that says that people with less than seven hours of sleep, what happens is those hormones go out of balance and they actually get flipped around. So now what is supposed to happen when you eat something and you get, you're supposed to feel full, like, okay, good, like I've just eaten enough. Mm. And what, what's supposed to happen when you haven't eaten in a while, it's supposed to tell you or tell your body that you're hungry. Yeah. But now if those two hormones are out of balance and they get switched around, what happens is you eat and you still feel hungry after that. So you eat and you eat and you eat and you eat. So <laughs> it's it's funny the fact that, and because we're on the, the medical sort of your adverse effects of insomnia and sleeping patterns and things like that, I think it is interesting to point that out because now all of a sudden where you used to see six or seven hours as, of sleep as good enough and it wouldn't really impact your, your body or your physical body as much as it actually does, it does impact that because now what happens is it impacts your appetite and you keep eating and keep eating and keep eating. And what happens is you put on weight. Hmm. Pretty crazy. I thought I'd point that out. Interesting. So well, you can I've... always use that as a crutch. <laughs> don't blame, the, don't blame you, you not being able to go to the gym. Um, <laughs> just blame your sleeping it's patterns. It's cold outside right now. Um, yeah, but, well, I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with my hormones, man. You don't know my hormones. <laughs> obviously, obviously... I'm saying it's a possibility. <laughs> obviously, if you're asleep, you can't eat, right? So obviously, if you sleep enough, you'll eat less. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I must maybe just start sleeping more and then I'll inevitably eat less. Um, That could actually be true, man. Like, (laughs) you've got a very good point. I sleep more, hence I eat less. (laughs) You sleep less, so you eat more. I love that. It's more time to eat, I'm going to stick to that. We should Wikipedia that. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, just like, yeah, well, now it's famous. I mean, we've got, what, seven listeners that's going to now steal <laughs> our claim here. <laughs> um, anyways, just quickly, so um, just to run over some medical conditions that can come from having sleep uh, like disorders or insomnia. And I didn't know these, so I'm actually just going to quote you. I'm not even going to talk too much around it because I am absolutely not skilled enough. But apparently, you can start having a higher risk of having strokes all right which is Mm. yeah that's serious um asthma attacks all right obviously if you already suffer from asthma i assume again not uh, i'm not a doctor seizures so a lot of brain related stuff eh? um a weakened immune system that kind of makes sense i think i read something it does i think that actually does make a lot of sense because if you think about it like if if you're not feeling well and you want to and you want to just like sort of chill and you kind of feel tired the whole time i think it's your mm. internal your body actually telling Metabolic you that you rate need and you're not having that yeah. correct balance of uh, white blood cells and stuff so that makes mm. a lot of sense to me sensitivity to pain i don't feel pain i'm like indestructible uh, <laughs> um, inflammation all right i'm assuming that's if you sit a lot um obesity so yes i i can i can can attest to that one um diabetes probably also true and then high blood pressure and heart disease very very like hectic stuff i think a lot of these are life-threatening i I didn't really know this i never really thought of sleep being a life-saving mechanism in life yeah yeah thinking about it a lot of these do make sense i guess the stress that you put on your brain being awake so long um you know the strokes the seizures high blood pressure heart disease a lot of those do make sense so okay i thought you know being awake would be good for your health because you're not sleeping you're actually constantly (laughs) doing stuff so you'll be more fit See, you, see you my logical think, but... brain my logical brain took the got the better of me and it shouldn't do it when it's about medical stuff i guess yeah and i think it's something that snowballs right because and, and i want to go into this as well but it, it it does eventually affect your your body clock or your internal clock and, oh, yes. and i want to touch That's a little true. bit on that because it once you get once you form this habit of saying you know four hours or five hours or six hours of sleep is good enough for me it starts feeling like it's good enough but but science has proven that it isn't good enough. There's a reason why everyone says eight hours of sleep or seven hours, between seven and nine, I think is a is a good amount of sleep, right? And it's because it actually does have, I, th- I think that's the bottom line. It has an adverse effect yeah. on your health. Bottom bottom line, that's all you need to know. It's it, Don't think you have to stress about you know, all of the different effects that it could have and the diseases and stuff and immune and all of those things that could affect your life but I think the bottom line to remember here is just that sleep is important. Science has proven that it's important. And even though you feel good on six hours of sleep, it's going to snowball not only into your health, but into your mental health as well. Because there's a lot of mm. science and a lot of studies proving that sleep deprivation could actually throw off your mental state or mental well-being as well. So I think it's important. And it's such a good topic to, for us to, to touch on tonight is how do we deal with the instances that that are outside of our control. Mm. How do we deal with not just our sleeping patterns? Because I'm I'm extremely good with that. I mean, I can go and I can say every night at 10, 10 p.m. I'll be in bed by eleven latest. I'll be passed out. Right. So I give myself like that hour at least to sort of unwind and wind down and, and things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as much as that, my sleeping patterns and habits are in my control. What happens if 
you wake up in the middle of the night. How do you stop that? How do you prevent that? And I think that's going to be interesting for us once we get to the tip section. But for now, I think it's important to note that those things form habits. And just because you feel good on six hours of sleep doesn't mean it's good for you. And what you're also doing is you're throwing off your body clock. Now, I know, Leanne, that you've got some Mm. insight that you you can share on this body clock and what we mean by this body clock. I've got a basic understanding of it. I know that my internal clock will tell me sort of more or less what time of day it is. You know, some days I just feel tired around 3 p.m., other days I feel, uh, you know, good. But it's so it's it's a it's sort of like a gray area for me. Can you explain? Can you share a little bit more insight on what is about a clock and why does it play such a key role and how does that if, affect our sleeping yeah, patterns? Yeah, this as well? is this is some very interesting stuff as well. So I think a lot of people talk about body clock in the sense of routine. You know, so if you routinely go to sleep and you routinely wake up mm. and you routinely take your first breakfast yeah. and you you know. And, and a lot of that is true. You kind of condition your mind around what to expect and what's coming, uh, which is more training the mind on, again, expectancies and some stuff that can be foreseen. The interesting thing is that the body actually does have its own clock. Even if you black out an entire room and you keep everything dark, your body will still go through the same kind of clock day after day after day. It doesn't matter how long you mm. do that for. And that's all got to do with um, what the scientists, the clever people that figured this out, (laughs) call the circadian clock, all right? And um, for example, in a mouse, which is similar to to us, it's a 23.5 hour cyclic type of event. And it actually has to do with the cells in your body. So it's an intracellular clock of how cells... um, they basically say uh, express themselves um, mm. through a like cycle. So your body kind of mimics that. It's not just a saying. And a lot of people say, yeah, but we thought about time and we came up with time. Not really. I think if you think about the whole cycle of everything in life, the way that the moon comes around us uh, mm. once a day, the way that we go around the sun every 365 days, yeah. And, and and so on and so forth. Everything has a cycle, right? And it's not just by chance. And by understanding this fact that your body actually has a molecular cycle itself within you, which you've mm-hmm. got zero control over, um, that is where this body clock mechanism comes from as well. And again, now you've got your eyes as your top stimulus for you know, queuing what's happening, what time of the day it more or less is, etc. And that is already a cycle that you have gotten used to over years and years Mm. and years, of course, of doing the same stuff every day. So the body clock is going to do what the body clock wants to do. Whether you know what time of day it is, your body clock is still going to run itself. So that's Mm -hmm. the problem. If you start throwing your sleep out, you can see it's 10 o'clock, I should feel fine. You can see it's 3 o'clock, I must still be fine. But if you didn't do the sleep thing right, for example, and I've started noticing this, I spoke to you the other day, that by 4 o'clock in the afternoons, after I've now been ill with the wonderful pandemic, I feel bushed. Eh? Like I'm completely mm. very, very, very tired. And I, I, I'm hoping that it's that. But it could also be because I've been like sleeping later, 
a little bit the last couple of weeks. I've been going to sleep at like 2 a.m. instead of maybe 1 a.m. And yeah. that I start mm -hmm. running out of that like energy at a different level. Even though my mind knows usually at 4 I'm fine. My body clock is telling me, buddy, something is out of, out of sorts here. Something's not in yeah. balance. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do about it. Have you ever felt tired? Was there anything you can do except sleep? Well, I mean, you could take all of these these pills and vitamins and stuff, but I've to be honest, those. none of I've them. Done those. So yeah, they don't work for me. <laughs> no, they don't. And look, this is a very funny topic as well. Is that most of those things give you like a boost, I would say, of energy, mm -hmm. like very fake, short-lived energy, and like many things in life, they also put you down hard afterwards yeah. mm -hmm. because your body clock again doesn't lie your body clock is the one true north of your internals if you feed it a lot of caffeine suddenly and sugar and um, guarana or whatever it, mm. or ginseng it's only going to help you that much to kind of i don't know spark your brain a little bit and give it some rocket fuel for some time but the yeah. problem is usually when you come out of that that's what i've noticed at least and i'm assu assuming this is going to be for everyone when I come out of that, it's almost like I've now lost three hours when I only got one hour of like super energy. Mm. Um, so it's almost like I feel more tired after using those. There's also obviously a lot of other reasons why those are bad, you know, with heart problems. And I've had kidney yeah. stones and stuff like that from them as well. I took those quite frequently um, back in the day. But yeah, just to come back to it. So body clock is something that you need to kind of your body will naturally let you know when things should happen, all right? And you can't retrain your body clock. That is why you actually have specific times of the day that your body will tell you that I'm tired. Your body will wake you up as well. If you've mm. got a very, very good routine um, and you're not overly tired so that you can sleep past your natural body clock time, mm. Mm -hmm. your body will wake you up. There's actually a lot of studies that says, should you wait for a mechanical clock or a body clock to wake you up? Mm. No one will tell you any different. It's better to wake up naturally from your own body clock than having an alarm spit you a bad yeah, noise. Of course, of course, but it's 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 risky <laughs> in real no, life. Of course. Like practical, of course, we can't, we can't live by that. I think you, you, you did mention something there that I think as much as you can't, I'm I'm not sure about how factual this is. Retrain your body clock. I feel that you could throw it off and mm. you could put it back into place and yes. if your body clock is off, say for instance you you had a late night, uh you you had to put in extra hours or you had to finish up a project or maybe you were just binging on Netflix or something like that, right? You had a late night you don't catch up your four hours and stuff. They say that it's extremely bad for you to sleep in the next day because mm. that actually throws off your body clock. And yes. I think that sort of makes sense, right? Because what happens now is because you wake up, maybe you're used to waking up at 7, 7 a.m., but you went to bed at 4 a.m. So you're like, you know what? I'm going to sleep in until 10. So now all of a sudden you've got those extra few hours of sleep in, which mm. means that at the end of the night, you're going to feel more energized before mm. you go to bed later in the evening. That's so where you would true. usually get tired at 10 p.m., you'll now only get tired at like 1 p.m. again. And if you continue that cycle, I think over a prolonged period of time, it could actually throw your body clock off. Yeah, it becomes again, a routine then. Exactly, yeah. And I think that um, what they mentioned as well is that it's important for you to sort of stop that in its tracks. So if you went to bed mm. at 4, 
Wake up at seven still. Force yourself to do that so that you don't throw your body clock off because once you do that, that also leads to broken sleeping habits or insomnia. 100%. Where you can't sleep through the night because you're sort of half rested or you went to bed a little bit earlier than you did the, the, the night before and now all of a sudden in the middle of the night or just before your alarm goes off, you wake up again and you know that you've got about an hour and off and I think that's the absolute worst thing that can happen to you. This has happened to me a couple of times where you actually throw your body clock off so much that you wake up two hours before your alarm goes off. Mm. Isn't that just the worst? Because mm. now what do you do with that? You're going to lay down and you're going to say, you know what? Okay, let me try and get another two hours of sleep. You're yeah, you just going to fall, fall asleep and then you're going to wake up again. And I think that throws you off entirely as well. You're very right. I mean, it. you train yourself around your body clock naturally. Like, for example, if uh, it's the same with eight hours. Eight hours when taken yeah. out of your normal resting time is not the same as eight hours during your optimum resting time that you've routinely put your body into. And mm -hmm. that, I guess, is what you've just explained. Is, um, and that's exactly what happens, you know, obviously with um, jet lag and those as well. You start yeah. going into areas where you have to train yourself in a very short period of time that yeah. my usual body is now tired because usually I would now be in my eight-hour sleep cycle. But I'm now in the middle of like work, you know, and, and now I need to kind of pretend to be awake and then hopefully make it until I then fall into their sleep time, which is now again my, let's say, South African wake time. And that's, that is super bad. But yeah, um, yeah it's, I've, I've gone to like the US from South Africa where there's an eight hour dip uh, or change in, in time. And I that's promise toughy. you it's the worst and yeah. i was there for only three days and on day three i finally found a little bit of like okay i feel i i can mm. i can take this day on and then i had to come back and do it all over again yep so I think, yeah that's it's torturous it's, man it's it's very it's very horrible. difficult yeah you never ever feel good when when that happens so i think now that we've covered sort of insomnia we had a look at two two angles of it right so we had a look at the three different types of insomnia we've also had a look at the, the internal mm. clocks or the body clocks and and the importance of that i think it's now time to address the real life da, 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 da. for today um so the so that we can actually share some tips like how how do we deal with this now right how how do we actually fix this is there something that we can do to sort of force ourselves into your back to sleep. I know like obviously I think there there would be some ways that you can avoid insomnia like altogether, but mm. I, I think it might differ from person to person. What I want to know is how can you force yourself back into sleep if if you wake up, right? And this is this is something that I tried to figure out for such a long time as I mentioned, and I think I might have hacked it. Well, at least just for me. But maybe <laughs> and and I think I'll include this as my tip. Maybe you guys can go and try it out, but this is something that, that has really taken me a long time to find the right combination. And I sort of had like one piece of the puzzle and it sort of worked for me sometimes and at other times it didn't work for me. And then recently I found two other pieces of the puzzle that just gelled perfectly with the third piece that I was holding the whole time. So let me share that with you as my real life tip, Leon, and then I'll, then I'll hand over to you. It's something that's really, really cool. So... 
it's going to be very difficult to explain, right? But it's almost like a form of meditation. And I think meditation will, will come down to the tips anyways, is that obviously, uh, I think we've heard about so many different apps and things that help us with meditation. And it absolutely makes sense to me that meditation would help you fall asleep or help you relax and put your body into a more relaxed state because then you can fall asleep a lot easier. So there's this weird sort of, you know, meditation technique that I've tried for maybe the last four or five years where you sort of just focus on the deep darkness, right? So, and it's extremely difficult for you to switch off your mind at mm. first. But once you practice this over an extended period of time, you actually get used to just staring into the darkness and just bring your mind back to that. But that didn't ever work for me on its own. So recently I discovered this thing called Headspace. I think you've probably all heard about yeah. this. It's just a, yeah, it's a meditation a app. Um, <laughs> really cool. <laughs> but what they did is they actually put some stuff up on, on Netflix. And the one night I was scrolling through, I know I've got a TV in my bedroom. I shouldn't. It's actually one of probably the leading causes to, to my insomnia most nights. Uh, but nonetheless, it's something that I have to deal with. Um, my girlfriend loves watching TV in bed while we fall asleep. I've tried to get her out of that habit. It doesn't work. <laughs> so anyways, so I came across this uh, Headspace Guide to Sleep. It's on Netflix. If you guys want to go and check it out, I'll put that up as a, as a tool. I'll try and link it in the show notes. But it's called Headspace Guide to Sleep. Now, it basically, they've got a bunch of different meditation exercises or wind down exercises and I've played through a few of the episodes. There is a caveat around this and uh, it's that the episodes are pretty much like 15 or 20 minutes long. So it constantly, <laughs> you, you just, just start feel, feeling relaxed and then it goes into the next episode. So if you can get around that, maybe just do one episode and then switch off the TV or you, you know, switch off your phone or something like that if you're listening to it on your phone and then actually try and um, just go to sleep. But there's two techniques that came out of that for me. One of them was breathing, right? Mm. Uh, a breathing exercise. So if you, if you don't have access to Netflix, let me quickly check you through it. So they basically say that you have to breathe in for four seconds. So breathe in, one, two, three, four, and then hold it in for four seconds. One, two, three, four, and then breathe out for six seconds. And you continue doing that a couple of times and what that actually does, and I think it makes a lot of sense, I think it slows down your heart rate because now you're breathing in a lot slower as usual. And then what happens is automatically you start feeling more relaxed, right? So that's the first piece that worked for me that, that actually helped. Um, I'll, I'll tell you exactly how I tied those three in together. So it was the breathing exercise. There was another episode that they actually did a counting exercise where you start counting down from 999. So you go mm. 999, 998 nine, and it's it's quite frustrating when you think of it or when you first hear of this because you think what am I what happens if I get to one because sometimes it takes me forever to fall asleep now here's where the trick comes in for me something that worked for me in my life right is piecing those two puzzles with my one puzzle piece of sort of meditation focusing on the darkness just when you close your eyelids just focus on what you would see in just the darkness right now, obviously, you won't see anything in the darkness, but here's the one thing that I did with, with regards to that is I start off my, my process, get into bed, and the first thing I do is I do the breathing exercise. 
I do it maybe three or four times just to slow my heart rate. So I do the breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds, out for four se- uh, for six seconds. I repeat that three or four times and then I start counting. Hmm. The counting helps you to focus on something completely different so that you don't have to think about work and all that stuff. And if yeah. you do, it's fine. Bring yourself back and try and remember the last number that you are on. Even if you don't remember the exact one, just count back from like more or less. So sometimes... And it's pretty crazy, right? So you count down from 999. I've hit 970-something and passed out. I promise you. Like Hmm. basically counting down from 30, right? Now, this doesn't always work. So what happens is I combine that with my puzzle piece of, you know, once I start counting down and I feel that I enter this like almost haziness, I start doing my meditation technique. And the one thing that I can say to that is when you're focusing on this darkness, Basically, what I do is I try and remember the last dream that I had. You know, the last, it doesn't have to be a specific dream. You don't have to re- remember. Just remember one scene out of the most recent dream that you can remember and try and picture it as vividly as possible. This is something that has worked for me. And sometimes you lose focus. So you go back to counting. So you remember that you were at nine, 974. So you go 973, 972 until you enter that half almost hazy step again and you try and remember your dream again. That's my tip for the day. It's something that is absolutely proven. I've tried to perfect this technique over a long period of time. I've exercised this now for months and I can tell you that it works. It might not work for you, Leon, but go and try it, man. That's freaking awesome. I think you shouldn't have just given that away for free. We we need to find a way (laughs) to make money from that because that in and of itself makes a lot of sense i've done the breathing as well that does get me rest like it gets me super calm and relaxed and it also makes me like you said it kind of makes me go into a space of nothingness where i then don't think about the issues and stuff anymore that much i've never ever tried the counting thing i mean i still remember (laughs) a mr bean episode where he would literally sit and count the little sheep on the side of his bed (laughs) so i've never ever thought that that could definitely work but i guess it does it's just to distract you from whatever's actually keeping you awake right that's it that so you actually stole um that one from me did you see my show notes or something (laughs) (laughs) no i'm kidding so i i really don't have many tips um like usually i do but um it's just because i kind of suck at the whole um you know sleep thing Um, but something that does work for me and i absolutely was able to find it as proper research now as well so it's probably something that's factually like i just came across it by accident Mm. is to stop thinking so much about trying to fall asleep you know and that drives me insane is the frustration sitting there knowing that oh i'm getting tired and the clock is ticking i'm going to be so bush tomorrow i have to fall asleep now i'm going to be oh i know this can't be happening why again i have to oh i do have to do so much tomorrow i have to please 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 fall Mm -hmm. asleep stop just doing stop doing that and and worry less actually try and stay awake purposefully and you'll see how funny it is that you turn it on its head like that. That's the yeah. one thing. The second thing that works for me like almost 9 out of 10 times if I've got insomnia. But it again, it, it's going to delay. You're not going to fall asleep straight away, which is probably your goal. But you will fall asleep within the hour. Is when you're at that time and your brain, your brain is probably racing, but your body is tired. It's just that your brain is not allowing to let go. Pick up a book and read. 
Oh, dude. <laughs> I promise you. Dude, yes. That works. Definitely. Put on a very <laughs> dim light. So I've got, I've got one of those um, neck lights that you hang around yeah. your neck. Focus it at a page so that you must almost really like struggle to see the words properly and then read. Just read. That's like the best yeah. time that you can then still get out of the day. And I promise you reading will make you tired if you're actually tired. Because it does the same as the yeah. counting, I guess. You know, it puts your mind into a Dude, new yeah. space. And um, it's something that I then feel I'm actually doing something. You know how many times I wake up with that book still in my lap? Or I wake up the next day and the book is half torn on the side of yes. me. Every book that I've ever read. Exactly. Um, that's why exactly. I don't read. So always have a... a, a yeah, <laughs> that's going to be my two tips, man. That's what works for me. That's honestly... That's pretty crazy, man. I, I fully agree with you and I can understand how that actually works. And I think I've tried that technique as well because I've explored multiple techniques mm -hmm. over the years. I tried the whole reading thing and then I, I figured out a hack to that because I wasn't going to pull out a book every night when I get into bed and stuff. So here's the thing that I did is I memorized uh, something out of one of my study books what? for like <laughs> IT or something. I memorized <laughs> just a paragraph and something then I would boring. recite that back to me. <laughs> Because, dude, I get so tired when I study and stuff. Mm. So I was like, well, this should then help me to pass out at night. And I promise you, it actually did mm. for a little while. It just didn't prove too effective because then you start forgetting what yeah. you read. So you actually yeah, have and to I mean, the read. trick is But reading makes me tired. The, I hate that. Yeah. The trick is not magazines or anything with pictures that's going to like make you or fictional because if i tell my girlfriend this she'll she'll <laughs> she'll she'll read the entire twilight book that night yeah it shouldn't be like super interesting maybe and I, I don't know how to put it but it shouldn't have pictures it shouldn't be your phone facebook reading or pick up pick up an it book uh, yeah it some book. of that stuff's if, like really if, hectic if you're not yeah. into it that's probably the yeah. best time to pick up an it book and start reading through it Hey? <laughs> yeah. But not a not a beginner's book like <laughs> No, no. Some like Pythagoras. Maybe read Pythagoras, you know, like or quantum physics. I've tried to do that wow. and yeah, that got me. Yeah, sleepy. something that you don't understand anything about. Yeah, I would yeah. understand that that would be. <laughs> Leanne, I think you shared some really cool tips as well. Uh, definitely that last one resonated with me. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, how to deal with insomnia and really looking at it from the three types of insomnia and looking at our body clocks mm. as well. Extremely insightful episode, I think, Leanne. Glad to have shared some tips with you. Go and try my method out. Let me know if it actually works. Mm. You guys in the audience as well, reach out to us. Let us know if that actually works. It's something that I would, you know, if, if, if it does work, I'll write a book on it. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll find some better ways to, to, to solidify it. No, but it's really, really book. cool. And you've, <laughs> it's going to be a short book. Yeah, three pages. 999 but pages. <laughs> absolutely great episode, Leon. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure being here, co-hosting yeah, the man, show always. with you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is me signing off. Mono. And you were joined by Leon as usual. Thanks so much, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Keep safe, keep healthy, and get that sleep. Get some sleep. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We really hope that you have found inspiration or motivation from our content this far. If you want to get access to sneak previews to our upcoming shows on a weekly basis, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or join our Facebook page where we also share our blog posts and other great content from time to time. So head over to our Facebook and YouTube channels and feel free to share it with your friends so that they can also join you on the journey to success. Until next time, guys. Cheers. <laughs>